Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Emma Calderon, Senior Director of Communications and Content Marketing at Qualified, the pipeline cloud for Salesforce. Emma, it is so cool to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for being here, for producing three podcasts. This is my first one I've ever been on. So thank you for having me. Yeah, you're you're welcome. It's a little ironic, isn't it? As we're about to get into, Qualified produces not one, not two, but three podcasts. And Emma's intimately involved in that, but she's never actually been the interviewee on a podcast. So, so hey, this is a historic occasion. Give us the quick kind of elevator pitch, 30-second overview of who you are and what your role is at Qualified. And tell us a, a little bit more about Qualified. Sure. So my career has always focused on communications, originally in public relations and later to internal communications over at Salesforce. I joined Qualified about a year and a half ago from Salesforce. And at the time, I was leading a communication and change management team. When Dan Darcy, our chief customer officer, introduced me to Mara Rivera, our CMO. And after our first phone call, I knew I had to go work with her. I took a risk and pivoted into content marketing with very little content marketing experience. But now I focus on communications and content, and I've never been more challenged nor happier in my entire career. So couldn't be more happy to be a qualified. It's a great team, and I absolutely adore working here. All right, let's just jump right into it. You guys have three podcasts, right? Most companies have zero podcasts. Some have one. You guys have just gone all in, and you have three which is just so amazing. Uh, I mean, I just love seeing that. But let's just start broadly. Like, how did you guys get into podcasting in the first place? Like, why did you decide like, yeah, we need to start a podcast? This was before my time, but the majority of our leadership has Salesforce DNA, meaning most people worked at Salesforce. And so the strategy really started largely because of the executive team's network. And as our CMO and CEO looked around, they realized that the folks they used to work with on the ninth floor over at Salesforce are now the leading CMOs of the industry. And so with that, Qualified's ideal customer profile is a CMO. And so that's how Demand Gen Visionaries, which is our first podcast, was born. And then by having big hitters on the show, we are able to build brand equity within that ICP. And that's really how this show has now burgeoned to over 100 episodes. And I know Salesforce was kind of a pioneer in podcasting too, in corporate podcasting, right? Totally. So was that part of it too, that you have folks who have come from Salesforce, an environment where, yeah, of course we're going to do podcasting. It's like part of what's going on there. So the, did they bring that with them? That's a great question. I don't know if I can totally speak to that as kind of like the genesis of the strategy, but it was more focused on like back in the day, you know, 10, 15 years ago, all of these executives were senior managers, managers, directors at Salesforce, where they really like busted their marketing chops, if you will. And now as they're leading these major organizations, it just made perfect sense to bring them on to a show to talk about their shared experiences in their CMO profiles. And added benefit to that is by associating the qualified name with a CMO title, we're really starting to build that brand equity within those hitters of the industry. So you start this podcast, you bring in these big hitters, and what is the goal exactly? I mean, you, you meant you kind of started to talk about it, but let's dig into that a little bit more. Like, what was the top line goal for starting this podcast in terms like what was the business strategy there? Generally speaking, brand awareness. So our podcast, Demand Gen Visionaries, if I remember correctly, don't 
pulled me to this, but I believe started back in 2019 or 2020. Qualified was started in 2018. So it was really one of our biggest and earliest bets on content. And truly the goal at a baseline was brand awareness among our ideal customer profile. How has that worked out? So far, so good. I truly can't believe we just crested 100 episodes. It's absolutely crazy. We've grown, as you've mentioned, to start producing two other podcasts. So really proud of this kind of content machine that we've built with a very lean team. Yeah, no, that that's really awesome. So the fact that you started two others, is pretty good evidence that the first one worked or it, it gave you enough confidence to start two more podcasts. So you're inviting these CMOs onto the show and having these in-depth conversations with them. And, you know, what kind of engagement were you getting in the, in the wider industry? Like what signs were you getting that like, yeah, this show is doing what we hoped it would do? From an audience perspective, downloads. We have really impressive numbers that we partner with an agency named Caspian to help us pull and measure. But so far, we've developed a really loyal audience that continues to download week over week. So really proud of ourselves for that. And how did you get the word out about the show? You know, how did you promote it? Interestingly, it was kind of in the beginning. It's changed. It's evolved over time. Always, you know, always be iterating, as you will. So originally, it was like very reliant on word of mouth. Caspian would promote through their channels. We'd promote through our channels. And now as it's gotten bigger and kind of snowballed, um, our podcasts are available first and foremost, wherever you listen to them. So that's Spotify, Google, Apple, et cetera, et cetera. We actually host full video episodes on qualified.com. So if you go over to qualified.com slash original content, you can see our full library with video first episodes. And then lastly, from a promotional perspective, we rely very heavily on social media and LinkedIn specifically. So for every episode that we release, we do have about a 15 to 30 second social video that we release for each episode. And we try to be strategic with the copy alongside those posts to make sure to tag the guests and their companies to make sure that it really gets as far and wide as possible. What do you think so far has been the key for building an audience for the show? I mean, I know all those things contribute, but if you had to pick sort of just one thing, is it possible to do that? Like the one main thing that was like the key to growing the audience? 100%, no question in my mind, consistency. Come hell or high water, commit to your release schedule because that's really how you build that like audience, audience and listenership muscle. So every Tuesday, every subscriber comes to expect a fresh new episode from Qualified. And that is something that we definitely hold ourselves to. There are a lot of podcasts out there. You know, for any topic, you can find dozens of podcasts. If, if it's really a niche topic, maybe you're, you know, only finding a handful. But what has been your guys' strategies for creating a show that stands out? You know, that's saying that has a unique point of view. That's a really great question. And I think it comes back to this is like my communications nerd brain, but it's getting really clear on what you want your target audience to take away from the show. So decide and be clear about if you want to educate them. Do you want to entertain them? Do you want to empathize with them? You just have to be really crystal clear on your intention. Otherwise, it's just another, you know, talking head in a sea of shows. And are you saying that you want to pick sort of one of those things and really drive it? Or could it be a, can it be a combination of those things? In my humble opinion, getting clear, like laser focused on one strategy will help kind of create like the baseline to get iterative as you grow, right? So I think starting by, for example, with our Rise of RevOps show, we know that that audience is 
looking for tactical advice. And so on that show, we even have a segment that's like all about spreadsheets. As a content person, I'm tuning in and I'm like, I have no idea what they're talking about. But I have two of my best friends who work in revenue operations at other tech companies. And they're like, oh my God, I tuned in to this episode from this guy from Sapphire who like runs his business like this. It was so cool to hear how a company like that does it. And now I just changed a process and my organization. So getting really tactical about wanting to educate that audience versus on our another show inside the Ohana with Dan Darcy, that show is a little bit more about entertainment and hearing how people grow their careers within the Salesforce ecosystem. And so kind of by virtue of that, we're taking different strategies for each of our different shows so that people, the audience mainly has different takeaways. So yeah, I think that's really smart. Just really honing in on for this particular show, given the particular audience, what's the focus? What is it that's going to give them the most value? To do that, you can't try to cover everything. I'd love to, but like, have you ever listened to a podcast that tries to do that? And you're like 30 seconds in like, nope, I'm good. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, trying to cover everything is almost the same as covering nothing at all, right? Now, I know you you mentioned you're working with an agency, but still to produce just to produce a single podcast, let alone three, you can't rely completely 100% on the agency for everything. You also need an internal team, right, to manage things and work with the agency. So, so what does that look like? You're involved, obviously, but what does the internal podcast team look like? Who, what are the various roles? As I mentioned, we're extremely lean. So I have a mega to-do list every week. But I have literally the best partner on the design team named Danny. And it's just Danny and I who produce two to three episodes per week. So big shout out to Danny because I do not know what I would do without him. So it's you and a designer. Yeah. And truly, that's it. And what does the, what kind of design work is involved? So for each episode, again, if you go to qualified.com slash original content, you can see our full library. But we take really great pride in the design aspect of how our shows kind of show up on brand on our website. Kind of our, you know, raison d'etre at Qualified is that our website is our greatest sales and marketing asset. So we want to make sure that everything super on brand, super on message and like designed to a T. So every week, Danny produces a design bundle that really marries into the family of each specific show. So if you look at Demand Gen Visionaries, that show has its own brand. If you look at Rise of RevOps, that show has its own brand and same with Inside the Ohana. So we all want them to kind of have a handshake between each other from a creative perspective, but really want to make sure that each show has their own identity. And Danny really like leads the charge from that perspective. That is so important, right? I'm glad you brought that up. Podcasting, most people think about audio first, and it is primarily an audio medium, although, you know, video is coming to play a bigger and bigger role, but still, the, but the visual part of it is really, really important, right? Even if it's an audio only show, the artwork and the branding and the design is really important. You know, you can't cut corners on that. I mean, that's when people discover the show, that's often the first thing they really notice and maybe engage with is just the color scheme, the design. You nailed it. And especially as we start putting more and more content on YouTube, it really helps with SEO optimizations. I just read, I don't know if I'm quoting a TikTok or if I saw this on TikTok. So like, let's not use citations here. But I just read that Gen Z more and more is using TikTok as a search engine. And that just blew my mind because even like in my day-to-day, if I need to figure out how to do something, I'll Google it, right? Instead of going straight to TikTok. So that kind of gets my, you know, 
brain going about like, how can we even like further customize this for even more channels that are visual first? I hear a lot from folks who are maybe interested in podcasting or just talking about it or whatever. One kind of objection I hear a lot is like, there are already so many podcasts. There's already a podcast about everything. Do we really need another one? You know, what could we possibly have to say that hasn't already been said? You know, what's what's your response to that? I mean, you guys have free. So clearly, I, I don't think you totally agree with that. That would be my assumption. But, you know, so if someone said that to you, what would be your response? I think it all comes back down to intention. And so if you have a message or something that you want to educate on or something that you can entertain with, then I think you go for it and see if that niche audience is out there and build that brand loyalty and really commit to that consistent schedule. The biggest thing about podcasting to me is you don't know what's going to work until you start actually doing it and start testing it. And because it is, you know, still kind of a newer space, I would say, especially for a lot of B2B brands, you have a lot of room to experiment and fail, fail fast and then figure it out. I mean, in a way, it's it's not different than any other channel, right? Exactly. It feels higher stakes, though, I think, because there's more of a time investment, for sure. You're more reliant on, you know, your customers or your guests or whoever's coming on to be on message. So I do feel it does feel a little higher stakes. But I think because of that, the return is also greater. Potentially, right. Yeah. If, you, if, it, if it all works out and you're doing it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. So... How much emphasis do you guys put on making making your podcasts entertaining and fun? At Qualified, generally speaking, I think we try to make everything fun. You know, we have a really fun marketing team that tries to put everything into market with kind of a hint of our informative but fun tone. And so as that translates to our shows, we ask fun questions like, you know, hey, CMO of we just had Dan Burley on from Canon America. What's your biggest like uncuttable budget item? Or we have a segment called the trust tree. So like in the trust tree, what are like two secrets of your career that you've learned that you could kind of bestow on a future CMO? So I think by virtue of our show flows, we really try to bake in the fun. Something that I love on our show Inside the Ohana is Dan was at Salesforce for about 13 years. So it feels like he knows everyone in that space. And so, yes, he has, you know, a list of like prescribed questions that he asks that we prep our guests with. But when conversations get going, like Dan just turns on Dan and asks like any out of the box questions like, hey, remember when, you know, we staged a coup at Dreamforce in 2008 or remember when this project, you know, way, went way off kilter and we had to course correct as a team. And I think there's these moments where, especially for a show like Inside the Ohana, where our target audience is a Salesforce ecosystem and there's such fervor in that ecosystem for that brand, where people really glom onto it and like love living vicariously through these executives who share stories that once sat in a seat like mine, where on any given day, I don't know what I'm doing. And they felt like that too. That's pretty cool. I think that speaks a lot to how important the host is, you know, to have the right person at the kind of helming the show to give it that, you know, the kind of energy you're looking for, to have the kind of rapport with the guests that you're, that you're looking for. I mean, that's more and more, as I think about it, I, I realize like how the host is obviously a central part, but, you know, it's, it's hard to underestimate how important the host is, I think. Exactly. And it's crazy how even though it's such a visual first and audio first medium, your host has to be an excellent listener. 
And so on our Demand Gen Visionaries podcast and Rise of RevOps, our partner at Caspian, Ian Saison, is our host for both. And he is truly like, you should lead a masterclass in listening because he knows when to ask questions. He knows when to interject. He knows when to add a personal anecdote. He is just cool as a cucumber, kind of like canvassing all of these different topics and subject matter that he might not necessarily have a ton of experience in. But because he's such a good listener, he's able to internalize and ask really thoughtful follow-up questions. That's one of the, the skills the host needs to have is right, listening in a very particular way, especially if the host isn't already a subject matter expert. So like on the one hand, you're listening for to make sure that we're kind of getting the content that we want for this episode and that it's not going in some other weird direction. So like keep things on course, but then also making judgment calls like, well, actually we, we are kind of on some tangent, but maybe that's good. Maybe we want to follow it and see where it goes. Or I need to ask a follow-up question here because I know the audience might not totally get what you know that thing is, or we just want to probe deeper into it. So yeah, it's like a pretty specific set of skills. It's like the perfect combination of intentional inquisitiveness and curiosity, right? Like, you know how to communicate with someone, you know when and where to ask the right questions, and then have the emotional intelligence to understand like when to let that curiosity guide the conversation. And, and at the same time, still kind of be in charge, like give the conversation enough space to live and breathe and take directions that you might not have anticipated without letting the whole thing go totally off the rails. It's a lot to keep in mind. And it's literally in your mind. You know, you might have an outline or something, but you just have to be able to go in the flow. And frankly, I think that's what's fun about it. It, it, you know, it's not boring. Like every interview is a little bit different, but it's a skill set that people tend to get better at it the more they do. And it takes time to get good at it. What's your advice for marketing teams that thinking about doing a podcast, but they're not sure if it's worth doing? Should we do it? Should we not? What would be your advice? Baseline, understand what your intention with your content is. I mentioned it before. Do you want to entertain? Do you want to educate? Do you want to empathize? Kind of what's your intention? Otherwise, it's just going to get lost. And I think the beauty, again, of this medium is testing is your friend. Again, you don't know what's going to work until you start doing it. And so you kind of just have to take the plunge. Great advice. Hear that, folks? Take the plunge. Just plunge right in and do it. Jump in the river, as they say. Indeed. Well, Emma, I know you're right. And I know that this was an awesome conversation. And I really enjoyed it. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. And this is awesome. I really appreciate the opportunity. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-Versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.